Welcome in to another edition of the Tabbing the Keg podcast, episode 482. That had some sass on it. That was perfect. Uh, Mitch on the other side of the Zoom. Charlie here with you. We're going to talk about Packer realism for the month of November. We're going to go through our schedule. How realistic is a good November? How realistic is an average November? How realistic is a bad November? Talk about that. We're going to talk about things we like and don't like about the Milwaukee Bucks season thus far. And then lastly, we'll talk about the yearn for another championship party as Philadelphia is just on a month-long bender. Before we get going, Mitch, what's up, buddy? How you doing? Mitch Ross, MKE on, on the Twitters. Uh, you guys know where to find us, tapping the keg on Twitter and then tapping keg sports on Instagram and TikTok. What's happening, dude? Not much, man. Just uh, chilling pretty much, uh, trying to turn the Bucks game off so I'm not distracted. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I put another game on that's just as interesting probably. But um, Cleveland and uh, Boston? That's correct. World we have a little World Series action as well. Um, yeah, it's a it's a big night. Got some action going on too. Like it's a it's a full the the cup is full. I mean, I think they said something like starting. Uh, I forget what day it was. I think it was last Thursday that there's basically going to be football on till like November twenty seventh. So every day we'll have one game of football on, Ooh, which is awesome. Even I know uh, I, I know you're not. Yo, yeah, I'm action, dude. It's Tuesday, Tuesday and Wednesday. That's a whole like concept of action as they play on uh, i thought it was like just tuesdays no the whole conference plays during the week uh, i think spart like two there's usually two games or three games at most sometimes you'll get a random sunbelt game on a wednesday um but yeah it's it's not bad football it's not good football but it, it scratches the edge um every now and again i saw an awful interception by buffalo yesterday i bet on buffalo um was not smart and guy just threw a terrible, terrible pick. I'd like Buffalo that's, all year, but that's what you get when you're when you're betting like mid major. Listen, man. Football. Sometimes you sometimes there's some angles there, man. Sometimes that's you know, I, I I realize that's a little bit of a sicko mode move, but you know, again, I had I had a parlay of not that anyone cares about my bets, but I had a parlay of Florida International, oh, who's the other team? East Carolina. And that was one where I'm like, okay. This is a, and it hit, but I'm like, I'm never like, I'll talk about this a couple times and then we're never going to talk about that again. Cause that is gross. That is disgusting. Um, can't have that. So, but, <laughs> but anyways, the team who has cost me a lot of money is the Green Bay Packers who continue to lose football games. They did actually cover the spread last week against the Buffalo Bills. The Packers are three and five. They had to Detroit in what is a must win game for the Packers. There's yeah, no, I mean, you don't, you don't say that too often, do you? No, uh, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. I mean, you lose this game, and I think everybody oh. has a right to console. Like, I, I think everybody has a right to console to say it's over. Um, is there still a chance? Could you still do the run-to-table shit? Sure, but it's, it's looking pretty bleak. With how bad the Lions have been and how – the side of energy, I guess, in that locker room doesn't seem great. If you listen to smart guys like Peter Schrager, who said that last week, um, it was part of the reason why I was thought Miami would win that game. And Detroit jumped out early, but they can't hold the lead to save their soul because they have they have, they have awful defense, just an awful defense. 
Yeah, and if the Packers offense can't figure it out against them in a dome, uh, I don't know. You know, right. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. It was, it was, I guess. Um, I mean, the offense against Buffalo was, you know, they put up 17 points, which is frankly a little more than I might have might have predicted. Um, but I don't know. It's it's still it still needs work. And they, they were down a few weapons, obviously, whatever limited weapon stash they have was was even more more bare in Buffalo. And, and like we talked about last week, that was a schedule loss. I think that it's okay to be pissed about it, but like when, you know, leading up to it and coming out of it, it's like, all right, we were going to lose that game anyway. And I think we talked about it last week too. It's like after that loss, just kind of, you know, now we regroup, like you, you kind of, like I said, you go in there, you take your medicine, you know, you're going to get your ass kicked and they pretty much did. And um, I'm not, I'm not a moral victory guy when it comes to, 38 year old Aaron Rodgers and and the Packers in general really at this point um if you're the Jaguars and you did that I mean maybe oh totally yeah you're uh, Jake you like look at the Jets this week right the Jets I think are like 13 point dogs to the Bills like if the Jets hang with the Bills and Zach Wilson actually looks competent who's under a lot of pressure because mm-hmm. he's been struggling Dick got ripped by Dan Orlowski this week like if they come in there and you know put up a fight and it's close the, there's gonna be a lot of love given to that Jets team. And well, that I think Zach you know, Wilson is like, yeah, the Jets have been doing good, but it's definitely not because of him. And then right. now that Brees Hall's out, oh, now, yeah. the, now the attention's going to shift to like, okay, what can what can can Zach Wilson do to make up for that? And I mean, now so that that's why the pressure suddenly is like all over him. But oh yeah, yeah, anyway. it's it's massive. But no, uh, so what we're doing to kind of kick off the show today. So we're looking through the month of November for the Green Bay Packers as we start a new month, we bury October, and just how how what could happen, right? I mean, it can go in a variety of different ways. It's almost a choose your own adventure, if you will, and just how realistic is it? And you know, I don't think anyone looking at the schedule might think undefeated, but you just never know. NFL is a week to week league. Strange shit happens. You start feeling good, you start getting going, and you start to, you know, have that have that momentum push in the right direction. And it's been pushing in the wrong direction, but mm. it's odd that it would push in the wrong direction for two straight months it, it, with as good of a team as Green Bay is. For a team like the Lions, right, a team like the Jaguars, it can push in the wrong direction for multiple months. So we'll start with the good because that's this type of person I am. And – I guess in the scale of very real to fat chance, what do you give the chance of the Packers being three and one or four and zero oh this month in November? I'll give the teams before uh, you start. Sorry, uh, Detroit, Dallas, Thursday night against Tennessee, both Dallas and Tennessee at home, and then Philadelphia. So, Mitch, floor is yours. Well, four and zero oh, fat chance. Okay. Uh, I there's there's no way three and one. Um, maybe, but I'd give that like a, like a, you know, still a snowball's chance in hell. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. I, I mean, really? I, I mean, are, are we like, are we watching the same team? No, or, I like, look, couple of things. One, I was really encouraged by the second half, like the second half no. to me. Yeah. I mean, it's not, again, I'm not, I'm not going to moral victory here. I'm not going to say that word, but 
I felt a lot better leaving that game than I did the Washington game, than I did the New York game, than I did the, the Giants game. Like, I just, even the New England game, like, I felt uh, you left that game feeling pretty good. And you're like, okay, there are some things to take away from. Aaron Rodgers mentioned how this was the first game where everybody seemed prepared and ready to play. And some people kind of pushed back and I was like, oh, is that a LaFleur thing? I think it's more of just a young team thing. And I think it's more of a team who maybe thought because we're the Packers, we can kind of just waltz in and play football. And that's not what you can do. You have to have a professional attitude every every day. I understand that 4-0 is probably unlikely. I will admit that. I want to go fat chance because I, I think I can poke holes in Dallas. I think I can poke holes in Philadelphia. And Tennessee, I mean, Green Bay had their number last year. And Tennessee kind of gets, you know, that it's a little bit, I don't, I don't want to say it's like 2019 bucks-ish, but it's like they get fat against like bad teams. And when when the lights are brightest, Tennessee usually usually falters. And I look at this and I I just see a potential there for for the Packers to succeed. Four no seems unlikely just from a optics perspective, even though you spot them that win against Detroit, although I don't think anything's given at this point. Yeah. But I look at two home games. I look at the also two, like if it was just Dallas Green Bay straight up and there was no extra juice to this game, I think Dallas would be really highly regarded because of how Dak played in that first game, how the defense has looked. But the McCarthy Rogers angle is so big in this game. And it I just look I can't imagine Aaron Rodgers not lighting up that Dallas team and finding a way to light them up. There is just a lot of emotion in that. And I, I would imagine there's going to be just, that to me seems like an ultimate Rodgers FU game and could be a potential turning point of the season. Yeah. I mean, it could be, I, I guess I don't disagree with that. I, I would, I would tend to probably, you know, I hate to use the word assume the win against the lions, but I mean, you know, I guess I've said this a few weeks already. It's like, come on, if you can't beat this team, right. but I mean, it's, I, I'm going to, I, I will give them, I, I don't see them going on for, let's put it that way. Yeah. No. Either. Um, two and two, one and three, one and three seems, seems bad too. Yeah. Um, it's not, it's, especially when you have two home games, right? Like, and if you lose, so if you beat the lions, but then you lose two home games and then you lose against the Eagles, it's probably good night. Right. You then yeah. have, you're at, eight losses then and that's yeah that's i mean you have to win out basically to to get in i just it so you've got um well actually going back to the buffalo thing i yeah. thought of like you know yes they, okay they were prepared but i mean would you disagree that buffalo was just was just in a different class um of, of just <laughs> this football team that like they hit so hard and um, it just seemed like everybody was going to get hurt in that game or like, you know, there was, it just was constantly gang tackles and eight guys at the ball. And it just seemed like Buffalo was, was toying a little bit in the second half. Um, Allen made some stupid passes yes. that he admitted. That's, yeah. That, that, that's that, Josh that, Allen. That, that, that is what you get with him. That is correct. That right. Is correct. And I here, I guess here's where I, where I land there. 
I don't know if I would say other class. I, I think that the well, the Packers problem right now is that they they do not to me have the co- they don't have a smart coaching staff, right? And some people have been critical this week of how Matt Lafleur has put together his staff, and I think it's entirely fair. And I think that once they kind of went to the run, focused on the run, got away from some of the stuff they were doing in the first half, stayed with the run. Remember, I mean, how many times have we been down late and the Packers have just gave Aaron Jones only 10 carries and lost 38 to seven? I I said to some people on Sunday, like the only problem with playing really good football in the second half is Joe Barry kept his job. Like I do think Joe Barry, if they give up 45 points, and get absolutely outclassed on national TV and are the laughing stock. Joe Barry is not employed here, and that, I, don't, I don't agree with that. That's fine, and and, and I and the Fleur Packers team, are the Packers are, are the least reactionary franchise in probably all of North American sports. Well, and I pointed that out a little bit on the on podcast yesterday when I went into a deep dive on Goody, where it's like they are about as risk averse as it gets. And the teams that are thriving right now, Chiefs, Bills, Eagles, apologize to those who listened yesterday, they they all traded a first-round pick in the last five years. So it's like – and the Chiefs traded three of them. So it's like, I, I mean, there has to be something here where you're not matching the market. Yeah. And, and like a guy like Barry, like it's okay to say you fucked up. Like, I think that's the most infuriating thing with so many coaches. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I get that with counsel. I have that with Budenholzer. Like, it's okay to admit you're wrong sometimes and deviate from what you've been doing. It took Mike Budenholzer fucking how many years to be like, hey, maybe we should stop letting the team shoot three-pointers at will. And look at what the, what's going on for the Bucks right now, right? right. So it's like, are, are we going to just wait? sit on our hands, get our ass kicked all year, and then we'll drop a bag for Vic Fangio next year, and and then it's everything solved. Yeah. I, I don't yeah. – like, it's it's just so frustrating. And I, I you're probably right. I do think, though, I will say, it, it'll be interesting if the Packers, let's say they beat the Lions, but then they get outclassed by Dallas. Micah Parsons wrecks the game. Uh, Tray- Trayvon Diggs has an interception. He's probably the most overrated football player in America, honestly. Um, but he, he gets burned as much as he makes good plays. Like the guy's just a good risk taker. Um, that's all yeah. Travion Diggs is. And so if Jalen Ramsey's he, up there, oh yeah, another one, definitely. And so if they get beat like 31 to 10, Carthy has this whole swan song. I mean, it would be insufferable. I could also see that's the moment you pull the trigger or after that Tennessee game. You probably don't fire him because you have the Thursday night game, but then you have 10 days before the Eagles. Well, here's so, my here's what I'm scared of with Tennessee. Um, I mean, that's that's a short week coming off an emotional game. Oh, yeah. Oh, Derek, absolutely. Derrick Henry is walking through that door. And, you know, the run defense hasn't been like, I don't know. No, it's been bad. and. Wouldn't it be very Packers to beat Dallas, lose to Tennessee, and then beat the Eagles? Like, wouldn't that be about as on the button as it can get? Yeah. Like, I I also hope the Eagles stay undefeated because I do think that adds more pressure to Philadelphia when the Packers play it. So Philly's undefeated. Like, at that point, then, 
There's some 72 Dolphins conversations. Can can the I know I said the Phillies. I can the Eagles. Can the Eagles do that? Did I say the Phillies? I don't remember. I was like, I was flowing and I'm like, oh, I might have. So I apologize. But I know like, but but like if they are undefeated at that point, like all of a sudden the pressure is ramped up. It's a Sunday night game. Everybody's been talking about it. Like this is the hardest game maybe left on our schedule before the Cowboys. Yeah, it just adds such an element. And well, it'll, it'll be it'll be the best quarterback the Eagles have seen. Oh yeah. Although I don't know if I can really sit here and act like Aaron Rodgers is a top ten quarterback in the NFL right now. Yeah, I, I mean there are some like the regular the standard statistics back up that Rodgers is still thriving, but yeah. the advanced stuff does not look good. So yes, you are well, right. It's the, it's the eye test, and, and that's why. Yeah, hundred percent. That's why too like. I know the defense hasn't been been you know living up to their potential, but I just go back to now again the Packers actually controlled the ball in Buffalo. It's just that I mean to lose by that much, you know, it just shows you how much better they are. And um, but they controlled the ball, and you know, I guess in the second half they were a little better. And you know, it, as long as they've been so so out or just outplayed in terms of number of plays on defense oh, yeah. for a lot of these games until last week. So I suppose that is, that is a positive step in the, in the, in the right direction. Um, for can the I, team overall. Can I jump in on the like outclass? Like you keep coming back to that, but like if Robert, Tunyon, but if Robert Tunyon catches, if, if they don't call that penalty, it's 27 to 21 and the Packers have a chance to drive down the field and win the fucking game. So like, I, like I, I don't like to blame the refs and use that as an excuse, but that was one play. If they make it on fourth down, like like there are so many little things, and I know that's been the story of the Packers season. And they haven't caught a fucking break all goddamn year, but like I, you have to acknowledge that stuff, don't you? Yeah, I suppose. I, I just, it, it just like I mean, I don't know. I just, I, I hear I you. I I can't act like the Packers are in like. Like it's the Bills, the Chiefs, the Eagles, and the Packers, or something. Like it's like they're they're a level, a tier above, and I think it was very obvious. But Mitch, I don't give a fuck about the Bills or the Chiefs. Respectfully, they're not in our conference. If they were in our conference, I would agree with you wholeheartedly. I would totally say like, yeah, we aren't we aren't getting to the Super Bowl. We have to make sure that we are at the level of the Bills and Chiefs next year. But we're worried about an Eagles team that has played absolutely nobody at quarterback. They are talented. No question about it. But let's see the Eagles against a real fucking team. The Cowboys, I, I think the Cowboys are the best team in the NFC. I, I do. I, I'm curious. That's a huge measuring stick game. If the Packers get outclassed by the Cowboys in a similar fashion to the Buffalo Bills, I will admit to you that, yeah, I don't think they can beat the Cowboys, and they're going to have to work on it. And the 49ers, it's good right now, but when when does the bell toll for Christian McCaffrey? Right. Like we, you know what I mean? Like hate to be crass. I hate to be sort of mean about it, but at some point he's going to get a boo-boo and going to be out for multiple weeks. That's just how it fucking goes with him or how it's gone. I guess for the last couple, couple of weeks, I just don't know how, how, how many good teams there are in the NFC. And I know I haven't mentioned the Vikings, but again, pick out your favorite Vikings win. There's not one. Is it going to, you're going to say green Bay. I don't know. Like what, what is a good Vikings win? that they've had. It's like, yeah, we'll see. They, they play Buffalo in two weeks and we'll see. Dolphins. 
with a with probably on their third string quarterback. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. They beat the Dolphins, but they beat Skylar Thompson. Congratulations. Uh, Arizona I, at, at home, and they got like two turnovers in the fourth quarter. Oh, Kyler was just – I mean, they should have lost that game. Like, you and I were both on the Cardinals. We liked the Cardinals in that matchup. And, my God, I never again. Like, just – I thought – I kind of was like, okay, DeAndre Hopkins, Cardinals, it's a little different, right? It's not the, it's not the same team that it's been for the last couple weeks. They played really well against the Saints. I'm like, I think they can give Minnesota a game. And they did. But – I don't know. I'll probably pick Washington to beat Minnesota. And it's not it's not a bias thing, I promise. It's just matchup thing, right? Like I like Taylor Heineke a lot. I have no idea why they, they felt like they needed Carson Wentz. I like I and that's another like bad luck thing for the Packers. I'm not trying to make excuses for them, but do you like point blank, do the Packers beat Washington if Carson Wentz is a quarterback? It's a pretty big what if, I will say. And right? you were on that first. Um because yeah. I remember we were, weren't we together like two weeks before that game, and you were like, "Man, I'd almost rather face Wentz." Yeah, it was like yeah. Right, Carson Wentz got hurt, and right. um, yeah, it's it's a huge what if, just because you know Heineke definitely didn't kill him in that game, and it's you know he for some reason just feels like a guy who's played in bigger, better games yeah. um, than or played played better in bigger games than Carson Wentz has. I mean, yeah. Carson, what's what's the biggest game of Carson Wentz's career? Either before he tore his ACL in his rookie season, or yeah, that Rams, like that game. That Rams game last year when the Colts had to had to beat the fucking lowly Jaguars and couldn't right. do it. Yeah, big old Carson Wentz. What has he done? So, uh, you know, it's it's not good. So fair thought. I mean, I I think for me to to I don't to wrap it up, wrap up. Yeah, yeah, up. yeah. We can wrap. I up. mean, two and two would probably be a success. Totally. I I think. I think I think I mentioned it and I said if you are so two and two would mean you are five and five and seven. Five and seven. Oof. I, I think I think the goal should be six and six. And if you can get three wins, like if you could beat Tennessee, like I agree Tennessee is gonna be really hard because of the emotional game, because of the physicality of the Cowboys. That is not gonna be an easy game. The Packers are gonna have to reach down and put their balls on the table. Mm-hmm. Mike Vrabel's a, a guy who doesn't really allow you not to. You have to jump on Tennessee early. Because if you jump up on Tennessee early, like the Packers go up, it kind of happened in the game, was that last year in the snow, where the Packers got up early and Tennessee's like, you have to run the football to win. And remember, they had a really good game plan against Derrick Henry. They did a really good job against Derrick Henry last year. Everyone was worried that Derrick Henry was going to run all over him. Oh, yeah. And then he, and then he didn't. And LaFleur has a lot of familiarity with both sides of the ball there. And I think I do think that matters. And, well, and, and if, if they're if they're two and two after November, they're five and seven. The schedule suddenly. Oh, yeah. Up a bit. Uh, I mean, that Rams game, you're at home. That's a night game. The Rams uh, aren't good. I, and I, the Rams are, are, are not looking like they're any better than the Packers. And uh, you got a you got a Bears game. OK. I mean, their now defense, the Bears again. Suddenly their defense, they're going to be. Yeah, Joseph Fields looks like he might be a dude, but I. No, I'm not. I wouldn't be. And you get the Dolphins. Who knows what they'll look like in a month? Or well, it's almost two months now. Yeah, that's Christmas Day. Yeah. I mean, Tua might be out of the league by then, <laughs> and um, then that Vikings game would be huge. 
yeah, we'll we'll have, we'll have to see, man. It's there's definitely a there's definitely a path, right? There's definitely a path to to make it happen, and that's why I can drive. You're you're, the, you're not you're as bad as it looks. You're not totally dead, and yeah, especially with as bad as the NFC is, and you know the fucking 49ers are four and four, and they're the seven seed, and people are talking about them just because they beat the Rams on national TV. Like right. the Niners are, you know, they're back now because they got McCaffrey, and okay, like. Again, like you said, never know. I'll just say yeah. that. And uh, I have a last, last question. I realize this could be another five minutes. Uh, but if the Packers lose to Detroit and then they lose to Dallas, and they're three and seven, do we have the Aaron Rodgers thumb is worse than it was reported? He needs surgery. And then it's Jordan Love for the rest of the season. Do you think that happens? Uh that would be beneficial for all parties, I think, if that's the case. Hundred percent. I mean, I, I think I, that I, is. I think if you if you lose to the Lions, I mean, I you might not even need to go that far to all the way no, to the Dallas game. No, he'll want to play against McCarthy. He'll want to he'll want to play against McCarthy. But yeah, I. I guess I, I guess I don't disagree with that. He probably I, won't play against McCarthy. I would I would really the networks would never allow it. I would really just like them to drop their dick against Detroit. Like I would just like a 42 to 21 game and I know I'm not going to get it. I know I'm going to have to grit it out. Yeah. That's, I'm that's not, the I'm season. Not sure getting 42 points. Um, um, just look, man, I, I realize Detroit's D is, is pretty awful. It yeah. is. It, it is one of the worst defenses in modern history. Like it's really bad. Like it's not just bad. It is woeful. So we'll see. 42 um, 21. That could happen. I mean, Detroit's going to score. Oh yeah. Yeah, DeAndre Swift again not playing. Um, man, I, DeAndre Swift, talk about a guy. We just kind of did some draft stuff yesterday. Like he was in the vicinity of AJ Dillon, or no, not AJ Dillon. Excuse me, uh, Eric Stokes. And I, I'd rather have Eric Stokes at this point. I know DeAndre Swift's an electric player, but I don't know. He has been uh, been shoddy at best. Speaking of corners, uh, what are your what are your thoughts on Jair right now? I think he's uh... so. I tweeted out during the game. Uh, that I if Jair needs to go full troll to make himself the best version of himself, then fuck it. I've come yeah. around. I just am like, that's, you know what? That's fine. He's he's oh, gonna finish. Sorry. If you're gonna be like a Bobby Portis type, where you're in the guy's ear all the time, and that's how you need to motivate yourself and get yourself ready to play, so be it, man. Like if that's what you need, great. Like I thought he frustrated the Bills receivers. I thought they were more focused on him than they were the actual game itself. Like I, I, I kind of don't care. I mean, my biggest worry right now with that defense is the safeties. Yeah. And I would love it if Rudy Ford starts on Sunday and it's not Darnell Savage, which is, which is a dark place to be, but um... yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, if we, I did a quick importance rankings for my side. I would just say Jair's shit talking is one I'm just watching. Number two is the safeties, and number three is just the offense against that bad lines defense. Like it's, like it has to. You have to come through in this game. Like this is yeah. kind of no questions asked. Like I think I think where I come down on Jair is he was so I would say antics, I suppose. Um, and you know, it kind of kind of gets annoying when you're, when your team's not doing well. I feel like you do need guys like that ultimately at the end of the day. However, ha- having said all that, he is—I think he's misused. 
um, on defense, you know, right. not, not being, never being asked to line up one-on-one on a Stefan Diggs or somebody like that, you know, just to, just to mix it up a little is, and is very, you know, malpractice. Has, has anyone interrupt? T- has anyone asked Matt LaFleur what, what the fuck that was about? Why Gabe Davis was the guy he was on and not Stefan Diggs? I don't know. I mean, Matt LaFleur is also surprised that people are wondering about Joe Barry. So, yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, well, but then also with Jair, his tackling ability is pretty abysmal. So yeah, it's gotten, know. it's gotten worse since he got paid um, straight up. Like it's Which just happens. there. But another thing I'm interested in is I kind of like Isaiah McDuffie. Like, I don't know if he's a guy, but he, he kind of played all right. And so did Eric Wilson, the practice squad guy. So I don't know who will get the start if uh, it seems like Campbell's not going to play this week. So yeah. I don't know who gets that that honor if it's going to be Chris uh, Barnes. Isn't he about ready to come back? Yeah, that's I was. Yeah, he got hurt early. Yeah, that would be a huge cool. lift for them as well. Um, but yeah, Kylan Hill activated off the pup is also an interesting thing because that's that's your Amari solution at punt returner. That will be. I'll be interested to see if Kylan Hill uh, takes back punts. He definitely takes back kicks, um, but I, I'll be interested if they put him on both. Do we get Samari Toure more touches? I think so, yeah. I mean, yeah, well, he's probably going to have to. I mean, I'm sure they're going to have a you know a guy or two out. Rodgers Rogers told him, you know, I, I think he said that after the Washington game, Rodgers looked at him and was like, you're too good to be a healthy scratch. And he's been showing he's out in college. And, I mean, he's had a couple – he has, what, two touchdowns this year? And one that was his first touchdown. He's he's your guy though. You were on that. Like you can go back. Like look at the tapes. Like Mitch Mitch was all over the smart board. Yeah, it was, yeah, it, you it was got a, little, it. a little tongue in cheek, but at the same time, I was like, <laughs> the dude's good. The dude was good in college, and sometimes that just it just happens, right? Oh. Um, and it's and it's also very early. So totally. And I'm not saying he's going to start over anybody, but yeah, no doubt about it. All right, let's move on to the Bucks. Uh, they're currently in action as we tape uh, up by 14 uh, late here in the third quarter. Third quarter, uh, it's been an awesome year so far. Uh, the Bucks are undefeated. Uh, they it's looking good. Mitch is going to be in the house on on Friday. I look I forward am. to the, look forward to the Target Center recap next week on the pod. Uh, we'll have to carve out some time for that. Uh, and yeah, we'll see. It, it, I'm guessing it's I'm I've never been there actually, so yeah. um, it'll be it was built around the same time the Bradley Center was. Now it's been like heavily renovated. I think yeah. it was a few years ago. Um, so we'll see. But quite question there, for you: any other arena? Nine o'clock start. Um, yeah. you got yeah. a lot of professional drinkers with you. Are you worried that you're going to be cross-eyed by halftime? Uh, no. Not really. Okay. All right. It'll be, it'll Just be fine. It no, it's, yeah. I got it. I, I don't know. I like, I do kind of, you know, because I'm merely a civilian at this point, I don't mind yes. the nine o'clock tip off. No, no. Nine o'clock on Friday is great. I'm looking forward right. to it. Like it's, it's an awesome, it's actually a low key, like good night to go out on a Friday. I won't because my wife's out back in town that, that night. So I want to see her and hang out. And I got an early haircut, but that's a, like a sneaky good night to be like, all right, yeah, let's let's just grab a beer and watch the game because it's nine o'clock. And then yeah, you know, it gives it'll give me plenty of time to get a decent meal, you know, up in right. the twin cities and you know whatever whatever we end up doing, and you know 
but it does kind of it's like shit the game's not going to get over till 11 30 mm-hmm. you know and kind yeah. of after the game it's going to be you know but it'll be at ramped least, up already at least it's at least it's friday and not saturday because then you know you don't have to drive home the next day you right. sleep you yeah. can then True. then dick around all day all day saturday and I'm sure you guys, you guys got a lot of fun stuff planned. So jealous. Um, that should be fun. But it's been a great year so far, and there's things to like, things to not like. Um, I'll kick it to you. Like, what's the one thing that that you kind of lo- have liked the most about this buck start? I guess just the defensive efficiency in general has totally. been has been very impressive. Um, you know, there've been obviously a couple couple games like the Atlanta game which was a really really fun game um but they made everything you know it was just kind of one of those games where both teams run a back to back and both teams couldn't miss but overall the, the the defensive stuff the the they're not allowing many three pointers they're not giving up many three pointers which was you know has been a battle really for years i mean <laughs> it goes beyond Mike Budenholzer i mean that was a that was a problem under Jason Kidd too um, um, so to finally have a team that appears to, uh, be bought in on, you know, or, and, and coached on not giving up three pointers. And I, I don't, that's one of those things though, where like, I wonder, you know, before the season, we were talking about it, articles coming out from Eric name, how they're changing their defense. And I was kind of thinking, well, I've heard that before and we'll see how long it lasts. And I, and I do worry that like, how sustainable is it? to to just be flying around like that all the time you know all season um, yeah yeah but, it's a fair it's a fair challenge no doubt about it like, and so you're, you're not giving up many threes and then also like you're also not no one's getting to the basket on the bucks either so <laughs> um i don't know what to tell you right it, Buck, bucks right now have a 103.7 net rating or defensive rating uh that's per 100 possessions uh it's pretty or hundred is the average like hundred's great and that's i mean that's stellar uh it's number one in the league uh the lakers and cavaliers have the two and three uh so far so i mean yeah the defense has been a revelation um and just sort of seeing different defensive stats and things like that makes you feel good uh that everything's kind of working in the bucks favor and it's going to plan i also think to your point, I, I agree and acknowledge like how sustainable is it? Yeah, maybe there will be some lapses during kind of the dog days of the season. But I, I also will say like this at least makes them a believer in it, right? So when playoff time comes rolling around, they know this works. They, they know gotta, they gotta pull it out. Right. You know. Exactly. So it's like maybe it's not something you pull out in a random February game against Detroit. But maybe it's something where it's like, okay, you're playing, you're playing Philly, you're playing Boston, like that's a time where where you bring it out. Likes yeah. for me, I would go with Brooke Lopez, your guy. Um, people had him in trade talks before the season, which is very laughable at now. Um, speaking to that defense, Brooke is the anchor. I, I someone said on Twitter that Brooke's the top three center in the league right now, and I can't really argue it if you think about it, just how good he's playing. Um, he's an, you know, it's so early to call somebody an all-star, but he's doing it all over. He's doing it on defense. He's also doing it on offense. I love the fact that he's taking it, you know, more inside the arc. I, I know he likes shooting threes and he's good at it, but I actually, think he's a really efficient inside scorer. I think we saw that in the Atlanta series when Giannis was out. 
And that's a guy that Brooke can be and be a real contributor for what the Bucks do. And it's just, it's been such a good year for him. I, I don't, I'm not at the point yet where I regret it and I still could bet it, but I, I was on this podcast, Mitch, on a Friday talking about like Bucks futures. And I looked at defensive player of the year and Brooke Lopez was 250 to one, meaning put down a dollar, you win 250, put down two, you win 500. Right. I just, I don't know that, that one, that one's going to hurt that. If it gets to the point where like, I'm hearing Bill Simmons or Ryan Rosello talking about Brooks defense, I might have to drive myself to the home. (laughs) Yeah. Cause, cause that would, that would get the drum beat. I mean, I don't know. Like, Defensive Player of the Year is clearly a pop a popularity award as well as we oh, saw last year. Oh, so yeah, uh, it's like oh, we got to give it to a guard. And fucking Marcus Smart gets forty squared on him in, in the conference finals. Whatever, <laughs> yeah. not not bitter <laughs> about it at all. He's you know, the biggest flopper in the league. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, we'll see with Brooke. Brooke's been awesome. I mean, top three center in the league. I can't disagree. I wouldn't even. I guess I'd never thought about who would one be. Jared Allen, maybe. Yeah. Gobert probably, I mean, I don't know. Gobert yeah. hasn't had that great of a year, but I think a lot of the problems right now with Minnesota is actually Carl Anthony Towns. Like Minnesota is very clogged. Like who would have thought that having two big guys who aren't that mobile would cause issues? Like Anthony Edwards doesn't have a dunk this year. Did you know that? Doesn't have a dunk? Yeah. Doesn't wow. have a dunk. That's that's not good. I mean, that's no. – that's not good. I mean, I, I can see why they they did it, but yeah, they're they've got some some things to work out, I suppose, and hopefully it takes them another week. Right. Um, yeah, and, and they, they've and struggled with some bad teams. Yeah, and weirdly enough, they actually match up kind of well with the Bucks because they have the size. But we'll see. Right. Um, you know, Giannis has owned Gobert in the past, and I think he 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 put forty on Gobert. Or he put fifty on Gobert. He did put fifty on him, I think, on a random like Monday um few years ago right yeah i don't recall i mean it, they kind of blend together honestly. right um, oh yeah i mean it's the it's the thing that brooks said to name uh on i think it was last was it last was the 40 what 40 point game was it it was that's so cocky well, it would have been the it houston was, game no it was the houston it was the houston game and he and brooks like do you get tired of writing about the same thing <laughs> you know, it's true. Well, yeah, so, like, I, I can't forgive me. I can't recall a specific game against yeah. a lot of specific players. Um, but I just, you know, because it's thirty points every night, and that's right. why that's why he's the best player in the world and a multiple mean, MVP. And you know, that's the difference between a guy like Giannis and like Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton. Like you're yeah. just you're not going to get you know those types of performances every single night from Chris and Drew. You'll get yeah. them every you know. I don't know, once every two weeks or so, you know, stuff like that. But um, so, yeah, I mean, Brooke has been been tremendous. And um, I don't know, like everything's been so good. It's like, it, I don't so know if there's anything to not like. Um, maybe I'm sure I could find something. So I have one. I have one that's a little bit off the off the beaten path, if you will. Uh, so it's not necessarily the team itself. But I don't know if I like that the East suddenly doesn't look as good as I think people thought it would be. Like, I I kind of like the fact that it would be a tough regular season. There'd be a lot of tough games. Brooklyn, I mean, I don't know if they're playing. Like, I don't know if they're going to be a top six team. Uh, yeah. Philadelphia is a mess. They lose again tonight. 
it it's is it really just the Bucks in Boston are on a collision course and that's what's going to happen? And maybe Cleveland's that third team. I mean, the Cleveland Bucks games I think are fascinating next Wednesday and then Black Friday. But I I just I worry about some. I, I have like a slight worry about the level of competition, and I just expected the East to be better. And you know maybe it's too early, and maybe it's a little overreacted by me. Well, I do think Brooklyn's in trouble, and I do think I think Philly will be there. I don't think they'll be. Um, they might be like three, you know, when it's all said and done. Toronto's really good. Yeah. I think. And, but yeah, I guess other than, I mean, Atlanta, Atlanta's going to always probably be just because of their ability to, I mean, Trey Young's ability to kind of microwave and mm-hmm. stuff like that. They're all probably always going to be competitive. Cleveland is going to be really tough for Giannis just yes. because of their size and length. So that's going to be a Middleton or holiday spot. I would think like, you're probably still going to get 25, 30 from Giannis, but it's going to be really hard. And you know, you're going to have to get something from somebody else. Um, maybe a Brooke Lopez. I don't know. But, I mean, you know, they should be fine containing Brooke, too, considering the length of their – Yeah. Player. Yeah, it's it's, a, it's an awesome matchup, man. Like, they're they're currently beating the Celtics. We'll see if they finish it off. And that will be their second one against Celtics in two weeks. And there will be a lot of discussion about the Cavs because, you know, a team like Boston, you beat them, and all of a sudden it's like, oh, what about Cleveland? You know, is Cleveland the next Memphis? Like that will be the, that will be sort of the Memphis of, of this year, right? Where they took a step up and and we'll have to see. Again, it's early. And I just, I, it's more of a throwing the caution to the wind of a potential there, but we'll see. Um, did, but when I gave you time, did you think of anything that is bothering you about this team, even though they are 6-0? Yeah, they're 6-0, going on 7-0, uh, knock on wood. Yeah. I guess they haven't looked at what the score is in a little while, but they're they're up they're up fifteen heading into the fourth. It's comfortable, but I would blame you if they if they did end up losing because then I would be like that's an that's an ultimate there. Yeah, I guess um, Javon Carter has been kind of you know he is what he is. I guess is what what we've learned. Right. He's he's a he's a reserve guard. I mean he's I, I'm not positive he's well he probably could play in a playoff game I wouldn't feel too horrible with him out there but he's just a little bizarro out there like just kind yeah of, you know he, he's yeah and again we're talking about I feel like a Packer fan here because we're talking about <laughs> sure you know, yeah the 10th tenth, the tenth most important guy in the team and it's gonna gonna criticize him but you know people act like acted like he was the second coming of Jesus, you know, over George Hill. And I think George Hill, not that I am obsessed with George Hill, but he obviously got picked on a lot by the Celtics and by then, then in turn by the Bucks fans and all fucking summer, I had to hear about why is George Hill on this team? And it's like, you know, again, would I rather have somebody else? Maybe, but like, he's not like horrible. I mean, yeah, it's, it's just the sexy thing to do was, was to pick on him. And, you know, I don't know. You, you know, I guess things have gone so well. I don't have a real weakness for the team, but you know, maybe another, another guard at some point ain't going to hurt you. No, I, I, 
I, I guess the other worry, I mean, it, it's not a worry as much because Grayson came back. He only had like, I don't think, did he even miss a game? Did he miss Monday? I can't remember. I think he played. Um, but he leaves that that Atlanta game, and they are really one injury away and from being like really thin. Like not just kind of thin, like really thin. Um, We're and, also losing three guys right now. Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. That's my point. It's like. Well, right. That, yeah. Okay. Is like if you if you get another guy out, like ugh, it's gonna be hard. And Grayson's, you know, in that mix for best shooters on the team. So you have another guy you can't shoot out there, and yeah, it's gonna be hard. And the radio broadcast was being, I think, rather tough on the Bucks about oh their their shooting's been terrible. But it's like guys, the Bucks are up fucking eight points while you're talking about this. Like, and I didn't realize till I was at halftime, but they had. They had 12 steals in the first half. Like that's that's incredible, right? That's the stuff. Like, yeah, you can talk about the shooting not being there, but it, it's one thing we one of 16 and Joe Ingles, Chris Middleton, and Pat Conson are playing. It's another thing when those three are not on the court. Like, yeah. just has to be acknowledged. You can't expect the Bucs to be this flame-throwing team without their three of their best shooters. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I mean, and, and you know, Grayson's been – Pretty good, I guess. Um, but yeah, if, if he goes down, you know, you've got. You know, I was worried. I think I think you can get by uh, in in October, November, but um, yeah, they're they're a little thin right now. A lot of Wes Matthews, and you know, unfortunately, Wes is probably going to be counted on at this point, barring a trade. You know, he's going to be. Um, probably counted on to do a lot of heavy lifting on the, on the defensive side of the floor, you know, guarding Kevin Durant and shit like that, even though like Kevin Durant's a foot taller than him. It's, it's just the way Wes plays. He's, he's able to, to get away with it because he's throws his arms up and he's very kind of physical and, you know, guys like Kevin Durant don't like that. Um, So, yeah, I mean, you know, I don't know we could nitpick every player, I suppose, but. Oh yeah. No, no, I mean, no, no question about it. Um, No question about it. I think you can, you can obviously go nuts with that type of shit and you can find things that you don't like. And there are games that are frustrating too. I think, I think where it is, it's like, yeah, it's, if it's like a three or four game stretch, like Jordan Nora, he's played well tonight, but he's been rough. And a lot of people are starting to be like, why can't, you know, Bochamp be out there? And he's, he's getting a little bit of run. Um, but I do also think Bucks want to try to showcase Nora a little bit so that they can put him in a trade. Like, also, too, Cam Thomas, he's mad about his role in Brooklyn. Why can't we just do a Cam Thomas for Jordan Nora trade? Like, they're the same player. Oh, yeah. I mean, I would really hate to send a player to Brooklyn. That would oh, just yeah. be yeah. like. Yeah, there's, there's an inherent worry I mean, there. That's like sending them to, I don't know, like a deserted island. It's oh, yeah. Like, it's it's bad. It's, I mean. No, I, I mean, like, I mean, I just wouldn't want to send them to that shit show. No, it, it you don't. And it's it's really funny that they're going to say, all right, we're going to bring you Doka in. And I'm sure that's going to get announced. What do you think? Like 4.30 Eastern time to Friday? On Friday. Yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Um, Or Saturday during college football, like Georgia, Tennessee kicks off. We've hired Emmy Doka as our head coach. Um, that that could be so that could definitely be there. Um, Cam Thomas is unhappy with his role in, yeah. in Brooklyn. 
Yeah. So we, we've hit that point in the. Uh, right. Yeah. You hit that bingo square. Uh, uh, it's like, it's one thing for Jay Crowder to request the trade and now Cam <laughs> Thomas, who, who's, done, who's done absolutely nothing. I don't think he's requesting a trade. He just, he like, he posted something on Instagram where it was like locked up. And then he did like this. I don't know what movie it's from, but he's like, I put my heart in this. They asked me to do this and I gave them nothing. And it was this video clip. And yeah, man, it's uh, something else. Uh, yeah, and I, I just love that they're like, oh, yeah, we'll bring Udoka. And all these guys are about as soft as fucking Charmin. And Udoka's a motherfucker. Like, I didn't like Udoka as a coach. Like, anyway, nothing to do with what happened. Like, he just was annoying to play against. And he bitched a lot. And he was a he was a tough ass dude. I just don't know if any of those guys are actually tough. I don't think any of them are. I, I who, who's tough? Maybe Seth Curry. That's the only one that I can look at and be like, yeah, it's a tough guy. I don't think they have any toughness on that team. Um, no. I mean, Patty Mills probably. Yeah, I, I go Patty Mills. Yeah, Patty Mills. Sure, I'll like, give you that. Came from San Antonio, like right. I don't think he's like. He's not a pampered guy. Yeah. I mean, I mean, how quick would Ben Simmons have the sats with, with Udoka? Like two weeks, three weeks? I don't know. Um, That's probably true. I'll admit that. I'll take that. Uh, but it was, you know, it's, come on. Like, it's just, I don't know. It's a shit show. It's a shit show waiting to happen. We'll see. Um, We'll have to see what happens. All right. We'll wrap up today's show with, we're not really any World Series talk. Uh, currently, the Astros are up 5 nothing. So Philly is not as on fire as it's been uh, recently. But I got to say, man, looking at TikToks, looking at different videos, uh, seeing Reese Hoskins' wife buy everybody beer, I'm like, all right, we need to get back to a championship. And we got to do it in full, right? We did it two years ago, and it was COVID, and there wasn't as much, much there. Like, we need to go full hog championship and just ready for it. I just want to go back. and want to taste it again. I think once you, you taste one long run, whether it be baseball or basketball, you kind of want to do it again. And that's, that's the great greatness about it. And yeah, I'm ready for it. Yeah. I mean, it's been, well, we had, I'm still, you know, living off the Bucks title run. And that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I want it back. Like I want to run it back again. Like that. But yeah, you do. It's like, it's like a drug. Once you <laughs> once you get the one, like I couldn't imagine what Boston had from like yeah. two thousand seven to two thousand or whatever it was. Wasn't it yeah. seven? They won all four sports or something like that. Yeah, so, so it was something. It was something like that, or 07, and then like oh, it bled into 08, I think. So it was like started in 07, like with the Red Sox, and I think the Patriots win, and then I think it was the Bruins um, and the Celtics. So yeah, I mean, or maybe maybe this Bruins didn't win. I I don't know my hockey. No, they they did. Then they went all four in like a calendar year or something. Uh, like that. I think they did sweep. Let me. I'll I'll look it up. But yeah, it's like, I mean, there is part of that where you're exhausted. Like I think if we went into a summer, like let's just say maybe 2023 is good to us. I'm not gonna put the Packers in there. I won't do it. But let's say in 2023, the Bucks we have a championship run, whether we win or don't win. Like, that's a full-ass, like, multiple-month experience. Then we go into the – like, let's say the Brewers figure it out. And then we have baseball for a full fucking month where we're hanging and living on every pitch. And then we – and the Packers spring back to life, and you have a Super Bowl run where you're just basically antsy for an entire fucking week. 
And you could argue they, they feel different. All of them do. And all of them carry different weight. But yeah, man, it's, I, I don't know if I, I could do like three straight. I'd be, it'd be, it'd be a lot. It was like, I remember, you know, you have two weeks in football to wait. Yeah. Um, although who knows what the time the Packers are, you know, I, I'm, legitimately who knows in a couple of years, they may have an 18 game schedule and, yeah. and they'll probably cut out that week off um, just to, you know, speed up the process a little bit, but um, yeah, you get, then you have two weeks right now to think about it. And it's crazy. I mean, when it happened in 2010, yeah, I guess 2011 winter, um, you know, my life was such a blur at that time anyway, that it really, doesn't, <laughs> really didn't, you know, matter because you know it wasn't like um i guess my my schedule wasn't necessarily built i mean just so so busy and like in college and stuff and like have so much shit to do all the time i feel like and you know not to mention a social life if you will yeah um sort of it's not necessarily weighing on you every single day but i think at this point it might um you know just with a little more consistent schedule and stuff like that um, but yeah, I mean, rocking crowds in Philly. I, I, I just got to say that I, I can't, I can't have Philly win. I just, I can't have those fucking scumbags, um, have that joy. I just, I started seeing stuff on Twitter. I think maybe on Saturday, like before the game, just like these people think they fucking won the won the series already. And yeah, no, it's, it's it, like they're gonna be insufferable. Right. And there was a like a thing kind of going viral on TikTok about how this guy was like, Phillies are Philly or Philadelphia fans are savages when they're not, you know, good. Like they're noxious when they're not good. Or and now they're like absolute savages. And I was trying to fuck around with it. I'm not as good on TikTok as I like to think I am. Cause I wanted to like cut it off and be like, Yeah, but what about Sixers? And just troll it and send it off because you know, it gets people going. I couldn't do it. But yeah, I mean, the Sixers are are the sort of forgotten child at this point, and I, I don't know. I think at some point they they might turn it on. I do want to clean up the Boston thing. So they got to every championship. They lost the Super Bowl. That was the undefeated Patriots yeah, okay. who lose right. the I, Giants. I was, thinking, I was like, man, 07 doesn't sound right because I believe that was the season they went undefeated and lost in the Super Bowl. Right. So. Yeah. So they so they did get there, uh, but they. They did not. And in that 2008 Stanley Cup, the Red Wings beat the uh, Pittsburgh Pittsburgh uh, Penguins. So it's okay. We were close there. We, we got three. Um, trying to think. So the three sports that matter. Yeah, got, three. Oh, <laughs> got, got the title. oh, year of the year for Mr. Loose on that one for sure. <laughs> you are definitely going to hear from him there. Um, Bring it on. All right. Yeah, that should that should just about do it. Um, any thoughts on Tennessee, Georgia, by the way? Uh, real quick, just why uh, not? I mean, I'm gonna have to figure out what I where I'm gonna watch that. Or I mean, yeah. if if I do, it's it's sort of uh, it's a non mandatory thing for me. But I mean, it's, right? Um, I guess I realized that I think, yeah, this past weekend I saw the the ad for it on during the uh, the the whatever game was on CBS. I Alabama maybe was on or I don't yeah. know. Um, but. I was like, oh wow. But it's actually Tennessee's number one in the college football player. Right. Right. I yeah. I I am I'm very nervous how many people are comparing Tennessee to 2019 LSU. 
Like, I just, I can't, like, wrap my brain around it because, like, I I just, I love that LSU team. LSU team. That LSU team was one of the best football teams that I have, I feel like I've watched college-wise. Like, they're up there with, like, 2005 USC, for example, who, had, who didn't end up winning the title. They lose to Texas that year. But, or, like, even 2004 USC was incredible. I just, I'm not there yet with Tennessee. Um, so, we'll see. Wow. Um, they. I know I just I, I'm not I will I will be on Tennessee. I probably will maybe flirt with the money line. Like it's this I think Tennessee's a a above touchdown underdog to Georgia. That's wild to me. Um and we'll see. See what happens. I huh. thought I thought for sure I will say this last the last positive about it is like I thought Kentucky would trip them up and they didn't. And that was that was wild to me. Um, just absolutely dominating that Kentucky football team, and that's exactly what they did. And uh, we have that's why, they're, that's why they're number one. I mean, right? You know, I guess you know, and they've they have they have the resume too. They have the wins, totally. And I, I also got to say, like, it's nice for you know people who care about the Badgers. I would say I I watch Badgers. I read the Badgers. I don't. It doesn't ruin my weekend if they lose. Um, we'll put it that way. And it's just nice the game's at 11. So you can do Badgers, Maryland at 11, and you just roll right into George, Tennessee at 2.30. Yeah. Wisconsin at, at Maryland? No, home. Home. The Tua's yeah. brother, uh, Tolia, is going to be starting. Maryland has a pretty, da- pretty talented offense. Um, so it's going to be a good game for the Badgers. Um, definitely, definitely one that years past it would look like a walkover, not anymore. Uh, Maryland, Maryland's a pretty pretty solid football team. I would say they're kind of in that second slash third tier Big Ten team right now, which is kind of right where the Badgers Badgers are. And it's unlikely that they're going to find themselves in the Big Ten title game. Illinois looks like a wagon. Uh, that game against Michigan two weeks, like I thought Nebraska would trip them up for some reason. Like I just was like, it, it's their first like true really tough road test since being ranked. And sometimes that fucks with teams, and it it just didn't. Nebraska is so, awful. Yeah. Chuck, Chuck was on Chuck was was trying for upset weekend here, weren't you? No, no. I just had a few, you know. I I no, I didn't think Kentucky would win straight up. I just thought Kentucky would cover. That's all that's all I thought. And they didn't. That was a bad bet. I did win twenty dollars off my uh sister in law's boyfriend who's big Oklahoma is an Oklahoma State guy. He's like, Oklahoma State's gonna kill Kansas State. I'm like He's like, he actually wanted to bet me a hundred, which I wish I would have done. I was like, nah, I'm not gonna do that. <laughs> it was very right. much the other way around, too. Uh, I mean, I turned, yeah. I turned it off and it was 28 nothing, I think, in the first half. Yeah, it, it ended up being 48 nothing. Uh he we were walking around at the graveyard and he's like, Oh man, this isn't working out. And uh yeah, a little rough stretch for him. He's uh he's a Pistons fan too, so uh this isn't uh this isn't good for him. Hey, the Pistons, they're I mean, they're getting boat race now tonight, yeah. Books, but um Look, I mean, again, they they have some some young studs. Like I, I like Cade Cunningham is obviously not been as good tonight, but um, you know, dude's pretty pretty. I mean, special is an overused term, and is it's probably too soon to call him that, frankly. Um, but you know, nice looking player. Ivy looks the part for the most part, but again, like these are a first year, second year player. I mean. The bench is pretty awful, and I mean for Detroit, so um, they they still have some work to do. But, you yeah, know, they, it, it's going to get better. They they're probably, probably not making the play in. I mean, no. as much as 
people kind of wanted to sneak them in there to start the year, um, preseason predictions and stuff like that. You know, I don't think that's going to happen. But no, you know, they got they got they got some 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 building blocks. No, totally, absolutely, and uh, we'll we'll cer- certainly see. All right, Mitch, we'll be back uh, next week. Um, maybe a different day because we have Cleveland on on Wednesday. Um, so we'll we'll talk about that. But also we have Packers on on. Uh, no, we don't have the Packers on on Thursday, so that actually works out. So we'll we'll avoid that. I think we have that problem a couple of weeks from now. So we'll uh, we'll discuss. We'll figure it out um, as we always do. Back tomorrow to talk bets um, with you all. And uh, yeah, have a uh, have a good Thursday, and uh, we'll see you. We'll see you tomorrow. Peace. Peace.